There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you'll only look Then you will see On WCN-TV Welcome to today's WCN-TV program. This is Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. Just a quick announcement before we jump into things. Um, For those who don't know, we send out a a weekly email every week with several free stories from our newspaper, along with a reminder of who our guests will be on WCN-TV. So if you're not getting those and you would like to, uh, it's very simple. All you need to do is send me an email and uh, request that. Just say, put me on the list. We'll get you on the list. My email is rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. And uh, just say you'd like to get those weekly emails, and we will make that happen. Well, we're going to have a lot to talk about today. And today we have two guests for you on the program. Pastor Butch Paw is with us again. Uh, He was here back in May, and we had a great conversation. Uh, For those who don't know, uh, for over 45 years, Pastor Butch has been tirelessly preaching, writing, hosting radio shows, and producing Bible teaching videos in order to reach people and lead them into the biblical truth of Jesus Christ and the gospel. He does his own radio show Monday through Wednesday, and he's one of the few courageous Christians not afraid to tell the whole truth of what's really going on in the world. You can find him online at PastorButch.com. Also on the show today is Michael Botch. Uh, Michael is originally from Wausau, Wisconsin, right in the center of the state. And incidentally, that is where I live. I've never had anyone on the show before from my, from my town, so this is a first. Uh, Michael is married with two kids, one of which was injured by vaccine 20, 20 years ago. And most recently, he organized and led a local effort to get the no mandates resolution passed in Marathon County. So county board members here have now pledged no future lockdowns, mask, or jab mandates. Michael is a great example of what one man can accomplish when he just shows up and does the work of organizing local citizens to protect basic freedoms. Uh, We're working now to get Pastor Butch into the show. So we're going to jump in right right away with Mike. And... um, when Pastor Butch gets in, he can comment at any time. <laughs> and if uh, those of you in the studio audience would like to make a, a comment or ask a question, just raise your hand. There's a little hand there that you can see, and we'll bring in the show too. So let's uh, let's start, Michael. If you would tell us how you got involved in this fight and what it actually took to get Marathon County to pass this resolution. Uh, good afternoon, Robin. Thank you very much for uh, having me on and being the first from your hometown. That's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> well, it's not actually my hometown, but it, it's close. Or, your <laughs> town, your town. Yes, your town. So, so, well, thank you. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the uh, lead in, and and uh, I got to honestly tell you that you know it was a team effort from from the go. You know, I I don't sit on the board, uh, therefore, if uh, my, our good friend uh, Stacy Morash had not actually gone and drafted this resolution, we would not have had the opportunity to try to go in and fight to, to get it passed, right? Um, so 
it wasn't just me. It certainly was uh, another individual that happens to be on this call right now, Ron Cavelli, who happens to be also a board member. It took a lot of work from him on the HHS side in order to get it onto that uh, um, agenda, along with uh, Jennifer Erstad. So, you know, it that that's where it all began, quite honestly, was with Stacy drawing it up. She had been given and followed a lot of things like I do out of different states. Florida had actually been out in front of us, had already passed three different uh, res- uh, resolutions in three different counties down in Florida. So it was it was a little bit of framework we could use. We certainly knew that if somebody else had done it, we certainly got to take a crack at doing it here in Wisconsin. And Marathon County being one of the biggest targets of uh, of opposition at this point, uh, we knew we needed to stand up and certainly tell the state we weren't interested in playing any more games. Well, uh, as far as I know, Lincoln and Portage County have also done the same thing, right? Yeah, Lincoln. Well, actually, Lincoln and, La- and Langlade jumped out in front of us. Lincoln and Langlade were given uh, rough drafts of what we had done. Uh, also, it's the stuff from Florida. And they actually got out in front of us and got them done. Um Marathon, it took a little bit more time. Portage actually wrote a uh, executive uh, order, basically, um, where they just said that they're not going to uh, participate in any type of lockdowns or masks or vaccines or government shutdowns or anything like that. So they had, you know, some each one of these counties have a little different process, um, even though some of their people inside their county like uh, the health department and whatnot aren't overly happy, but they have different ways of getting things different done differently at different uh, counties throughout the state. So, Mm -hmm. but we do know that there's a number of other counties that are looking at doing this, for example, Wood and Washera, Rock, uh, Winnebago, Clark, and Oconto is, is what we've heard at this point. That's now the interesting part of this is it's a lot of word of mouth as far as that's concerned. I don't know if anybody noticed but Channel 9, Channel 7, Channel 12, um, really no newspapers other than the Wassa Herald here in the last week actually covered any of the outcome of a 26 to 7 um, uh, outcome of that resolution. So it's pretty sad that our that our media is obvious. Everybody knows that the media is, is woke and, and does what they're doing. But the fact of the matter is this resolution should have been all over front page news. It should have been all over. Um, each one of the three network news is here in, in Wausau. It's just crazy that it wasn't. Well, absolutely. And, you know, um, well, I could say something about another publication in town, but I won't. <laughs> they they, yeah. they should, absolutely should have been all over this. But Well, they so want to write the opposition, right? They want to write their narrative that actually that it didn't do anything or any of this kind of stuff, when in fact, you know, this this at least muddies the water and gives us all an opportunity to stand up and say, listen, we're not we're not partaking because the biggest thing is, is. People, what what I've realized in the process of this is many of our current um, supervisors really don't understand the difference between a mandate and a law. And it's mm-hmm. really, really sad that they don't. But we all got a lot of companies, a lot of different things all got wound up in this whole mandate thing and forcing people to do stuff. And a lot of things were said that never should have been, whether it was from the government, whether it's from your employer or otherwise, a mandate is not a law. And there is no reason any of us should have followed a mandate. Yeah. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't just, either, partner. You didn't either. Yeah. Um, so what does a no mandates resolution actually mean? So... What's, biggest, what's, what, tell us what's in the resolution. So the resolution at this point was, and in retrospect, I think it was probably not quite broad enough just because of what can possibly come forward. But it was really more about sending a message back to Madison and hopefully to our federal government, because I know that uh, Tom Tiffany and a few others are certainly paying attention in that that uh, we're not interested in the state of Wisconsin. I'm sorry, in the uh, county of Marathon to partake in any other things that they want to bring down the pipe from a mandate perspective. If they want to have a sit down with legislation and write a law, that's a completely different conversation. But at least in this case, we as a county and basically the people 
have decided to hold up our civil liberties and say we are not going to partake in any type of mandates that come down, especially related to COVID. Right, right. So do you think this is going to hold up if the WHO gets their way and all the globalist governments sign on to their world pandemic treaty? Or Uh, I guess they're not calling it a treaty anymore. It's what is it? um, Yeah. Yeah, it's they're basically. Accord. Trying to I think I think it's an accord now, but yeah. So yeah. so, you know, it'll be interesting to see, right? So the accord, or I, if that's the correct terminology, they're intending to literally take over and and wipe out the Constitution of the United States, anything related to, especially on the health side, right? The WHO really wants to make sure that they get full blown control. Yeah. So they're intending to overrun our constitutional rights. Now, if if you dig in a little further right now, based on our own mistakes from 9-11, FEMA really actually got all the control in this. They were the lead agency on the front end of this, and that's where they handed or at least partnered with the Department of Health to force all of this stuff down on us, right? And then, of course, when you put on TV that they're arresting people for being out, you know, uh, surfing without a mask on or or going to a football game and being arrested and completely harassed, you know, they, they scare people. It's fear tactic, and therefore a lot of this stuff actually works. So it'll be interesting to see what this is, unfortunately, but I'm hoping that, you know, hoping against hope at this point that the 24 election will help us kind of straighten out some of that for a lot of reasons. There's, you know, that's going to be really complicated, but without changing the subject, um, We'll see what what the WHO is actually able to accomplish before that becomes a real discussion. Well, at least we have something in place. You know, a lot of people worked really hard in this state uh, to get a uh, an a, a constitutional amendment passed uh, to yeah. protect traditional marriage, and that got kicked right out the door when Obergefell came down in 2015. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, Michael, you told me earlier that the CDC agreed in writing that they have no intentions of reinstating mandates. But I'm seeing people more and more now, just even in the last couple of weeks, putting their mask back on. Yeah. Well, you know, know, interestingly enough, even after all this kind of fell apart and there's still people driving with cars, driving in their cars with masks on. But you're absolutely right. So. What you're referring to is Del Bigtree, actually, from the uh, Highwire, or otherwise known as uh, Informed Consent Action Network, ICANN, had actually sued the CDC um, in order to get the mask mandate pulled off of public transportation, most specifically the airlines. And in the process of going through the court courts, they were due to give a uh, – the the actual judge was, a, was supposed to – make a ruling on that lawsuit. Um, ironically, uh, Biden and the CDC decided to put out that they weren't going to do anything with masks. Now, let me actually, I should have, let me back up just a, a little bit. There was a report on Alex Jones, uh, with Alex Jones, that basically TSA was going to go back and put masks on all of their employees um, come September 15th, which kind of got a lot of this a lot of these different counties to wake up like ourselves. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I'm learning now that was probably a trial balloon because mm-hmm. I think that the, between the WHO, the WEF and all the other guys that are playing games in here, the global elites wanted to see how much pushback they were going to get. Cause I think they really are trying to aim for obviously that 24 election, but ultimately what ultimately happened was is um, the judge basically gave Del Bigtree an opportunity to kill his lawsuit just based on the fact that the CDC was saying that they had no intentions to put masks back in place. Therefore, he said, well, if you give it to me in writing, we'll back off that that lawsuit. And that's exactly what happened. So and that happened here uh, in the uh, beginning of October, towards the end of September, beginning of October. So that really gave us the uh, indication that they were not going to go back and put it on PSA or, for that matter, in the flying public in the middle of October. 
Yeah, and it it really was kind of ridiculous uh, at the airports uh, when they finally did allow people to fly again. Um, yeah. Standing six feet apart in line, and then they cram them in the like sardines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, you know that it, it's just it's it's all they had to do was just basically float that trial balloon. And just to your point, I mean, all of a sudden we had universities and schools and all these that all of a sudden tried to throw all these mandates. You just you saw who they were immediately, right? So all of a sudden the mass mandate came back, and all of a sudden the vaccine mandate came back at a number of these colleges. And, high, and 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 school uh, districts across the country, it's like holy cow! I mean, it's shocking to see. You know, you really you really see who they are at that point. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's sad that so many are are so brainwashed. So many yep. sheep out there. Uh, yep. Pastor Butch, I see you're back. At, you're you're on the show. Say hi to are. the folks. Thank you. Here. <laughs> I'm listening to all this conversation, and what you just said really kind of boils down. It, it's the people's fault that this happens, as you've been saying, mandates are not laws. And if they are laws, when you go against your conscience and the word of God and your faith, you can't obey them anyway. Yes. That's the kind of faith you kind of stand you have to take in a battle like this. And the COVID, I call it COVID test. Uh, most people failed it miserably, including the churches. Uh, so that it, it's, it depends on the, I guess, on the faith a man has in his God and what he believes. And if God Almighty is who he says he is, then I'm not to walk in fear of anything, including the virus. I'm not saying being foolish. I'm not saying that. But obviously anyone with any, any thinking individual can see that this was nothing but a trial run worldwide to see who would fall in line and follow their orders. And masses did. And look what did to the world economy. And businesses, and look what's done to the people today. They don't even want to work because they got free handouts for so many months. It's changed our world. It's changed our nation because people capitulated to this this ignorance, this insanity. Well, and it was deliberate and it was intentional, and they did a great job with it. I thought um, they did. Yes, they, they did. You know, I, I mean, I know that people, as an individual, we can all be, I guess, scared. But, but fear is a tool of Satan. It always has been. You know, Satan drives people by, by fear. Christ leads by faith. And when the church ran because of fear, they were not obeying the, the faith in Christ at all. When they shut down worship services and let the bars and strip joints stay open, there's something wrong. Well, you have, you have a point there about the fear um, because they had us primed and ready uh, starting probably November and December. Right after Event 201, incidentally, uh, we started seeing the uh, the videos coming out of China, people falling over dead in the streets and being picked up by vans and, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, and everybody wearing a mask. And, and that was probably November, December. And so I always said that the mask had only one real purpose, and that was to remind people to be fearful. Absolutely. Um, that was that visual reminder that you got to be afraid because, oh, there's something icky out there going to get us. You <laughs> well, know, that Fauci, was the, Fauci himself said in the beginning the mask would do no good. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a whole other show we're going to get into someday because Fauci <laughs> needs to. Fauci needs to pay for his uh, crimes. Yeah, it should be in prison at the very least. At the very least. So anyone in our audience, uh, Stacy or Ron, wanna, do you have anything you'd like to add at this point? Just uh, raise, your, raise your hand there on the screen. We got Ron coming in. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Um, and I want to thank Michael uh, and Stacy for bringing this to the forefront. Um, and it just so happened that it worked out pretty well for the Health and Human Services Committee in Marathon County that um, you know, the, the people that were at the meeting for that, for the health and human services committee, um, were all on board with this except for one. Um, so we were able to pass it through that committee and, uh, get it to the full board. That's where a lot of the work came in to be able to, uh, make sure that the, the other supervisors were aware of, the information that Stacy had and that I had and that Michael had to bring forth 
Um, and, and as you know, our rights are given to us by God, backed up by the Constitution. And that's the angle that we were taking, that we did not want to, you know, give up those rights given to us by God by making the choice to wear a mask or get vaccinated or do a lockdown, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so that was the angle that I took, you know, and on the Health and Human Services Committee. Um, and I want to thank Michael and Stacy for, for getting us the background to get this passed. All right. So... So officially, the county is not, uh, you know, has agreed to not uh, institute any mandates, but that doesn't mean that um, hospitals and private companies can't uh, bring them back again, right? That's correct. Yeah. Right. The, uh, so. the one thing that we wanted to send a message is that, um, you know, when we got our sheriff involved and, and he decided, and I believe Stacy has more information on this, that uh, he's not going to enforce any mandates, right? Um, and Stacy can can chime in on that and speak to that. Stacy, you want to you want to talk? <laughs> Putting you on the spot—that's what we're doing. I, if she's not on there, I can help a little. Oh, I I just need to say that there is. Uh, uh, one home improvement company in town that will never get another penny of my money. <laughs> what they did, I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, they would not let people in the door without a mask, and if you didn't have a mask, they'd sell you one. Um, yep. And uh, I think I had about $300 worth of uh, rebates for that store. Yeah, I, I actually and, got uh, out of there for not wearing a mask. Did you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I, I let my rebates uh, go. But um, go across the street, go to Home Depot, everything's open and free. So our fleet farm. <laughs> there you go. Stacy raised your hand. Stacy raised her hand. Well, you know, right. Stacy, come on in. Need to unmute your, your mute button. Do you see a little mute button there at the bottom of your screen or a picture of a microphone? Click that. Well, we'll move along. If you figure it out, just start talking and we'll, I'll stop. <laughs> How about that? So, so anyway. So it, 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 yeah, go ahead. It does take courage. Courage. It takes courage to be different in a group of people. Uh, but you'd be, you'd be surprised at people that when you take a stand will join you, they won't say anything until somebody leads the way. That's true. Somebody's got to lead. And yep. if you take a stand, you may, you may feel like a June bug in a chicken coop. Everybody's going to come after you. But you take a stand anyway, and you'll be surprised at people that will agree. You're right. That don't mean they're going to back you, but they'll admit you're right on the issues. Uh, I, went, I functioned just fine through this whole COVID mess. I went to the doctor's office, went to the dentist's office. I just told them I refused to wear a mask, and they didn't. They didn't. They didn't kick me out of the offices. Uh, I, I had no problem with that. I didn't try to go in the hospitals or the nursing home because I knew I couldn't get in. But if I if I had to wear a mask, I just wouldn't go in any of them. And I said, we lived, we we functioned. My wife and I both got by just fine. Uh, we never had that. And of course, never had a vaccine, and never had. I haven't had a vaccine in the last, I guess, forty some years since I got out of the military. Uh, that was 1971. I won't take me longer. But this is a this is a time when real believers in God Almighty and those who believe that walking as free men and women will shine like a light in a, in a coal mine. I mean, this is where we shine. Whether whether people like it or not, it is not our choice to do right. It's our duty to do right. Absolutely, that's right. Yeah. You know, I was I was I had to go to a hardware store one day and I could have driven all the way across town to one that I knew that was maskless. But there happened to be one right where I was and I needed so I, I just need a little item from the hardware store. And they had in they had this big 20 foot banner out in big red letters, masks required. And um, I said, well. We'll see. <laughs> so I went in. They had not one but two masked police at the door. 
And uh, I walked right past them, and they they chasing me down. Hey, hey, you need a mask? No, I don't. <laughs> and they followed me through the store, and I got what I needed. And I noticed as they were following me, other people in the other aisles were seeing this, and they started taking their own masks off, kind of ashamed of themselves for having done it in the first place. But, there you go. There you you know. go. You're proving the point. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. There was another instance where we went to a restaurant, and you go to the hostess station, which is right here, and there's a table two feet away. You can literally reach it from the, you know, you can touch it from the hostess station, but masks were required, be, you know, once you sit down, it's okay, but you got to wear it in order to go and sit at that table. <laughs> yeah. And my wife and I walked out and said, <laughs> this is the last time we will ever spend a penny in your business. <laughs> and we never did it again. So, you know, and Robert, let me, let me add to that because realistically we've watched how right now target or Bud Light, for example, obviously are paying a pretty heavy price for jumping into a, a different subject than this. But we really truly need, as as moral conservatives or whatever position you're in, you really seriously need to ever go, think about ever going back to those organizations. Yeah. I mean, I, Robert, you already said that you're not going to go back to the location you're talking about. It's, you know, they absolutely, we absolutely have put a huge hit on Target at this point because of their woke position, right? I hope He's, so. I hope so. I I'm, I still, you know, I, I still occasionally drive through their parking lot and see plenty of cars that have that little fish sign on the back. They have no idea. They, they you're no never going to get everybody right. I, you know, yeah. it's it's the it's the thirty forty thirty ruling. But it, but basically, we've left a lot of. Let's put it this way: the numbers on Target's side right now show how how much they've been hammered. Bud Light, the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. We as conservatives definitely cannot go back there ever again, though. It, it doesn't yeah. matter how much they say I'm sorry, how much Anheuser Busch, or now that I understand that. Uh, our good friend Bill Gates owns the majority ownership of them. All of this, we just have to make sure we stay strong into the future, not bend. When you bend and they get some of it back, they shouldn't get back. This is where we have to con- con- we have to keep that pressure on. It's no different than how we went through this mandates, uh, through that resolution. I'm afraid a lot of people aren't ready to just, this isn't. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. We have to figure out a way to stay the course, and not staying the course gets us burnt again later. Yep. Right? Yep. And I haven't. I haven't stepped foot in a Target store since they did the bathroom thing. So never do it again. Never, never again. do it again. We need to put them out of business. Period. Yeah. So I learned one thing, and it's being next military. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if you are military, you know what an obstacle course is and what you have to do to run to to pass the grade to get to get through get through basic training. But the more you run through obstacles, the easier they get the next time. Mm-hmm. The more you build your strength and your courage and your faith, the easier it is the next time to stand. Yep. When you stand on conviction, uh, when you stand on conviction and not feelings, not emotions, not uh, not even uh, principles, convictions are unchangeable. Uh, conviction is something that you can't change, and when you stand on those long enough, it becomes a habit. It's not even it's not even no longer a question. It's not hard, no matter what people think. You're going to do what is what's right in your in your heart and mind to do. Especially if you're a believer and born again believer in Jesus Christ, you're going to stand for the truth. And convictions will make you stronger every time. So every time you stand against oppression uh, and Satan's minions, you're going to get stronger for the next for the next siege. So don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. And if you, if you get locked down, get up and go again. It's okay, yeah. but just don't stop. Completely. Well, that, that's that's what we did um, during that whole thing, and uh, we were kicked out of pl- plenty of stores, and always made sure that I told them, "Well, we'll go, but uh, you know, we're taking our money with us." So there's yep. there's there's at least one sale you're not getting today. So, and you know, the thing is, uh, Pastor Butch. Um, when you do it, it encourages other people to have the courage to do it too. That's so right. Yes. Somebody, somebody has to do to take the first step. So, That's it. Um, Michael, um, 
You mentioned the current proposed legislation in Wisconsin on personal and religious exemptions and minor consent starting at age 16. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so about a month ago, uh, we're getting, uh, there was proposed legislation by two Democrats, um, one in the House, one in the, I'm sorry, one in the Assembly and one in the Senate. Um, they have now actually been numbered. Uh, it goes to committee, although I understand at this point that the uh, Republican-held committee is not likely to let it get out of committee or have much air in that committee. Nonetheless, I want to make sure that everybody is aware that they actually have made this attempt again. Uh, and I do say again because back in 20, late 2018, early 2019, um, our own uh, Board of Health actually had the opportunity, and that might have been even HHS at the time, John Robinson was the chair at the time, uh, actually had the opportunity to vote in Marathon County, and they voted to give away our personal conviction exemption. So this is a revival of that at this point. Uh, they didn't, in the end, get it through in Wisconsin, obviously, because uh, the one thing that Robin Vosch probably has done right in the last 20 years was the only thing he did right at the end of 2019 to shove this through and kill this uh, bill back then. Uh, but uh, like I said, it's now raised its ugly head again. At this time, they've actually taken a piece at the religious part of it. But outside of the two of those, I think the most egregious is really the uh, minor consent. At 16 years old, you can be vaccinated without your parents' consent, without their knowledge. Um, the insurance company is not supposed to tell. The school is not supposed to tell the parents. And so let's just kind of hypothetically speak about how this kind of works, that you take that COVID vaccine and we now are finally hearing from the FDA and the CDC that myocarditis is off the chart. They finally are admitting that it's so bad they can't hide it anymore. And there's so many more things, but just taking myocarditis, for example, your, your son or daughter takes this vaccine at 16 years old without telling you they come home and now they're sick beyond sick. What in the world, how do you find out? Right? I mean, medical record is locked. They're not, the parents are never supposed to know your kid could die right here, right now from that vaccine. And you actually never knew what actually killed them. Yeah. Yeah. It's sheer child abuse. If you ask me hundred percent, hundred percent. Anyone in the audience have a question or comment? Now's your chance. Raise your hand. JR. I know, I know you want to say something, JR. <laughs> All right, we'll give you some time. So, Michael, uh, tell us a little bit more about the uh, Informed Consent Action Network. Aaron Siri is going to be uh, here on the, on the program. He's one of the lead attorneys there. Uh, he will be here on WCN-TV uh, November 14th. November 14th. Well, I call Aaron Siri. Uh, the greatest stud in this entire country right now. This guy is unbelievable. He will go down, and I'm going to steal a little bit from Del Bigtree. He's going to go down as the greatest constitutional attorney, certainly in our in our lifetime, if not ever, um, in the history of the United States. This guy has done a phenomenal job of finding ways to sue the three-letter agencies. Start there because realistically back in, before all of this COVID garbage started, um, they were winning lawsuits against the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, and so on. And the reason they had to do that is because, I don't know how many of your viewers know that there's, um, that the pharmaceutical companies um, have no recourse they have immunity from whatever they actually cause, whatever death and disability and anything else they do with their entire vaccine system. So Dell Bigtree and Aaron Siri happened to get together and uh, basically Aaron had figured out a way to actually start suing the federal government for all of these different things that have been going on in the uh, vaccine system. Well, that proved to be extremely important because in the process of doing that, we come into COVID and all of a sudden these unconstitutional mandates come flying forward. And Aaron Siri and I can, um, if you don't donate to them, if you don't watch the high wire every week, 
you need to literally write it down right now, www.thehighwire.com. Every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, you are going to want to make sure you watch this program weekly. Um, you're coming in the middle of a 5,000-page uh, novel, but I do really want to tell you that right now this is the cleanest, um, non-biased news media that is telling you everything that's going on with the vaccine system, with the COVID vaccine with all of the stuff that's going on, the WEF, the WHO, the so on and so forth. But Aaron Siri is responsible for starting with the mask mandate, knocking that down. Of course, that came off of, of the air travel. He actually is responsible for getting the religious exemption put back into the military because the military was literally being decimated by this. As we know, we threw out tons and tons of our good people that were running high-level military um, positions, they quit because, in fact, they weren't going to take this. They were dis they were uh, dishonorably discharged, which is horrible. They're still fighting to get some of those people put back in place. But Aaron Siri is responsible for the fact that the FDA had to cough up all of the Pfizer trial documentation, of which they wanted to hide for 75 years. Yeah, yeah. He's responsible for Moderna's information coming out at 18,000 pages a month, starting now, I think, actually, uh, starting in October. Um, they were going to hide that for 23 and a half years. Um, the FDA right now is asking for an 18-month um, hold on being able to produce these a massive amount of documents, 100 and some odd thousand pages per month right now, because they literally think that they have been overworked now. Um, based on all of the information they have to provide. Um, you know, it, it's insane what they have done here and what they want to hide. Think about that 18 months right now. 18 months puts us past that 24, um, the 2024 election. Mm -hmm. They basically, if they open the door right now, which they're fighting to keep closed, there is so much data that is that's going to be coming forward um, that, this really could damage the whole conversation around the next um, presidential run by the Democrats at this point. That's why they're trying to hide it. Just to give you a little taste right now, in the last in the month of September, there were 3,700 pages of death and disabled uh, and, and adverse reactions in the Pfizer material. They told us that we're clean, no problem, safe and effective vaccines. They have 3,700 pages documented that they weren't going to release for 75 years that we have now and that they purely lied about when they said this was safe and effective. Yeah, yeah. What a joke. Michael, this, Michael, this one gentleman did that that you talked about, the yes. lawyer. Yes, Aaron Siri. Yep, I want to yep. get a hold of him as soon as possible. I tell him on our broadcast to talk about this if you do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you his info, um, and he will be on the show here on uh, November 14th. So, yeah, that, that's remarkable. I, I never heard the gentleman before. That's remarkable that he could do all that. That is phenomenal. I, honestly, that's barely scratching the surface, partner. I mean, there, it, there's so much more that this guy and his whole entire legal staff are, are uh, taking on. They're now actually. They've decided, and if you watch the high wire from last Thursday, uh, you'll find out that they're going after the PREP Act. They're now suing the federal government for portions of the PREP Act, which will be if any parts of that no, PREP Act fall apart. I'm sorry? They're in, in Wisconsin? I'm sorry, I didn't they hear that. No, they're not in Wisconsin. No. No. He's out of New York. Yeah. He's okay. out of New York. Great. But, he's the, lead, but he's the lead for... Right. Yeah, he's the lead attorney for ICANN. So the combination between Del Bigtree and, and Aaron Siri is a lethal one to the entire, let's just call it Big Pharma for now, and all of the three-letter agencies that are playing games with our health. Yeah. Okay. Do you well, foresee some of these uh, criminals going to jail because of this and answering for their uh, crimes? <laughs> what a great question. In a... in 
if you would have asked me that question in 2015, 2017, I would have said yes, without a doubt. Um, now that we live in a two-tier justice system, boy, I really wish I could tell you yes. Um, but I don't, let's put it this way. I had, I had the opportunity to talk with Aaron Siri one-on-one here a couple weeks ago in Minneapolis, in Minnesota. And, uh, He's very optimistic because on the on the court system side, there is cut and dry. There, you know, he's got to do the be- best job presenting the case, and more than likely he's going to win. And, again, they have a very solid winning record. Let's put it this way. When they put a FOIA in to the CDC or the FDA or whatever the case may be, it's almost getting to a point where the game is up. They already the – FDA and the CDC, the, the uh, NIH, they already know they're going to get sued by – I can. So they they fight a little bit, but realistically, they've done enough federal filings that the fight is almost over out of them at this point. So the FOIA really kind of goes through in a much faster process than it did in the past. But that's also why the CDC right now is asking for this hiatus for eight. I'm sorry, the FDA is asking for this hiatus of 18 months because their their FOIA requests have gone up over almost 200 percent. In just 22 alone. Oh, wow. Wow. So, and they need to because That's obviously they need to be pinned to the wall, period. Yeah. Uh, Ron has his hand up. Ron, come on in. Thank you. Um, so if if you're not familiar with Del Bigtree, he was the award-winning producer of the show The Doctor on CBS. Uh, when he came out and and discovered that the vaccine was harmful to people, they blacklisted him, and he started his own network. Correct, Michael? Yeah. So back up a little bit because he was actually after the MMR vaccine related to um, autism, and that's when he tried to actually get it on the CBS The Doctor show that that Ron's talking about, and they went ballistic, locked him down, kicked him out at that point. And then he went out and actually made the movie Vaxxed. If anybody mm-hmm. happens to have not have seen that, make sure you get your hands on that. It's actually on the highwire.com. You can find uh, Vaxxed free on their website. I'm sorry I don't have the link, but you can search it in there and you will find it. Go and watch Vaxxed. Vaxxed pointed out that MMR, CDC whistleblower, came forward and proved that the MMR vaccine was causing autism. So I can, you know, once that, once that process took place, they exited Dell big tree. And then very shortly thereafter, he realized he needed to create a network to be able to put out true information. Or if you were on the other side and disinformation, put out true information. And at the same time, build a strong enough legal team to go after all of this injustice that's going on, which is how Aaron Siri came into the picture. Okay, good. So uh, I want to give uh, Pastor Butch, I have questions on another topic for Pastor Butch here shortly, but uh, before we wrap this portion up, Michael, tell us what other people can do in their areas, um, because this really needs to be done on a county-by-county basis, doesn't it? It does. I mean, you know, obviously the state of Wisconsin, DHS is not interested in having this discussion. You're certainly, if you have this conversation in Dane County, I know the Republican Party would love to have it come forward, but the fact of the matter is they aren't going to get anybody to pick it up and run with it on their county level. Um, But yes, if we can surround Dane and Milwaukee and all these, the few other counties that are more liberally held, um, it's 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 a strong statement that we, as the residents of Wisconsin and every one of these individual counties, we hold all the power. This is the most important part that everybody needs to understand. Those people in these elected positions are our representatives. They are not to take top-down government. They are not to take it from the federal government down to the state and down to the county level. It is supposed to be the direct opposite. It is supposed to be direct grassroots. It is what we want we want our health department to protect us and the, res- in the as residents of our county, Marathon County, for example. We are telling those individuals, bureaucrats or elected supervisors or others, that we 
are not interested. And that was the point of having my emails go out, talk to a number of these supervisors, push as many people as I could get to these meetings. We got lucky and got over 100 people at each one of these meetings in order to get it known to those supervisors that we were serious about making this resolution go forward. It was interesting. Sorry. It was interesting to see a couple of these supervisors that we weren't really sure how they were going to vote. For an example, may have voted no on the two amendments that came forward, but all of a sudden voted yes for the resolution once it was actually put together. That's a telling sign as to where they stood. And they were supposedly conservatives. I don't, I don't trust them as far as I can pick them up and throw them. Right. Right. Well, and it comes down to people showing up. Um, Amen. The problem is at these meetings, uh, the public doesn't bother to show up, but when they're faced with 150 uh, citizens, (laughs) it, it probably makes them wet their pants. So absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, we got to move on to another uh, topic here because we're down to about 14 minutes. But uh, Pastor Butch, of course, you know that I want to talk about the situation in Israel. Um, get your input on this. How is Hamas able to attack one of the most secure and monitored borders in the world? Just like we were on 9-11. Okay. We knew about it. Yeah. We knew about it in advance. We knew about Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know, what they, 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 you know the, Israel told the truth and said it was their 9 11 because they knew about it. The U.S. knew about it. The U.S. helped fund it. Uh, so, yes, uh, they, they, that was their 9 11, but it was done for a purpose, obviously. Israel's going to gain a lot more territory. Now, this is a long issue, uh, Robert, we get into on uh, biblical aspects of this. Uh, I, don't, I don't have time to get into all of it, but the Israel we see in, a, in the Middle East now is not the Israel of the Bible. Right. That is not the Israel of the Bible, but it had to be there. It's prophesied to be there because wars will start because of this nation we call Israel. It's an illegal nation, never was founded in, in a uh, any way that was moral. <clears throat> it will make a lot of people angry. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I can't change the truth on the fact that uh, Israel and the United States are two of the most corrupt nations on the face of the earth. As a matter of fact, uh, Israel itself per capita has more sexual deviance in any nation in the world. So it's amazing to me that the two nations in the world that's supposed to be godly nations, Israel and America, are the leaders of perversion worldwide. So you, you go figure on that. Oh, and I know that Tel Aviv is the number one homosexual destination in the world. So um. It is, that's true. So, but, but the, the war itself, I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs. I just know that Hamas did not surprise attack Israel. Uh, that's not that's not true. No more than uh, Japan surprised attacked America. That isn't true. Uh, Israel, uh, the, the the leaders of the world. It's not the people. It's, it's not the people live in Israel. The people live in Gaza. The, the, the common individual just wants to go to work and feed his family and live his life and and be left alone. Absolutely, the, the we're not bashing people here. Do I now? Um, I, I said absolutely. We're not we're not bashing people here. We you know we feel for people on both sides. They just they just want to live the their lives. Point. It's the governments and the and the people that pull the strings for the governments. So, well, I, I'm a Vietnam era veteran. Uh, Agent Orange killed my pancreas. I've been a diabetic for many years because of that. I lost friends in Vietnam. I lost friends who died from Agent Orange poisoning when after they got home. After I found the truth about about Vietnam, and but we were lied in it too with the Gulf of Tonka incident, which never happened. Once I figured that out and got to looking into history of other wars, and I do study history, I study Bible, I study current events, and I can tell you uh, when you when you get, when you triangulate, triangulate all that, the Word of God, the main being, history, and current events come together just like that, and you can see where you are in time. You you can tell people what's coming next because it's already lined out in the Bible. It's been proven in history. So if the people in America would just take time not to react to news, but respond to the news with thinking and, and, and once again, get their brain back in gear and wonder who's to gain on this. Who's, who's making profit off of this? It's not the women and children in Gaza or Israel or Ukraine or Russia that's making gain on this. Somebody behind the scenes is making money and power off of this. 
and and if, it takes a little bit of time to get in that. But there's money powers have always controlled the nations. That's Bible, by the way. The love of money is to the root of all evil. But money breaks power and control. And whether you like it or not, some people want to rule over us with an absolute uh, a fist of iron. That's we. That's been man's nature ever since creation. Most men want to be left alone and make a living and, and take care of the family and live a good life. But there's always somebody who wants to control that for wealth and power, uh, for wealth and power uh, concerns. And the people uh, have got to either make a stand against it, tolerate it, or cave into it. The toleration leads to caving into it eventually. So where do you go from there? It's our choice, just like with they all been talking about the COVID uh, nonsense. It's our choice. Do we tolerate and obey, or do we say no to these these mandates and this nonsense? You know, we're blessed to where I live here in America. I live in West Virginia. We carry open or concealed. Don't need permits here. I always carry a weapon everywhere I go. In church, I carry a weapon. I always have a weapon on me somewhere. Uh, and and he said, well, why's it, what's the point about that? The point of this is I have a duty to protect myself, my family, my wife, and any of those around me. These are stands you got to take. It is, not, it is not my right to decide what I want to do. Rights, you can take it, you can make a choice on rights. You can uh, keep your right or not. But when it comes to duties, it's our obligation to God to fulfill these duties. So we don't have a right, so to speak, to bear arms. We have a duty to bear arms, to protect our families as God ordained us to do that. So we've lost this idea of, of duty versus rights. I, hey, rights is a nice word, but a right can be lost. A duty we cannot give up. If we give up duty, then we sin against God. That making sense to you? Absolutely. And, you know, there are just too many uh, coincidences in this. Uh, just like, uh, I mean, even their Iron Dome system failed. Uh, how does no. that happen? No but, way. You know, the, the U.S. has been and is funding Iran, which is funding Hamas, right? So, Absolutely. Um, you know, in 2016 alone, Obama sent $1.7 billion in cash to Iran. Remember the pallets of cash? And that figure oh, yes. is was undisputed by the Obama administration. And all the while, Iran is is uh, shouting death to America. So, um, too many coincidences. The, the, the situation in the world today is it's a powder keg everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Ukraine, uh, Russia, of course, Middle East now. But I looked up there a couple of weeks ago, I did an expose on my, on my radio show uh, explaining what's going on. And there's about 190 nations in the world right now. 110 of them are in armed conflict. Mm -hmm. Either Makes fighting sense. terrorists or civil wars. Over, so over half of them are in conflict right now. That's, that's a world in chaos. Would you agree? I would. And in fact, I just sent you an article that you can publish on your website about that. Um, in fact, I think it was uh, nonstop. Right? The, the title was "Nonstop Worldwide Chaos." So, uh, if you okay. want to look, look that up, it's it. I sent it out to you yesterday. So, uh, Jr. has okay. a comment. Jr. Thanks very much. Uh, yeah. Love both of what you're doing. I love the local area. That's where we need to attack. That's about the only place we can attack. I I was really getting uh, revelational about what happened in Israel. And then I stopped to think about it. And you know what, Butch? And you know what, Michael? If you take a look at the United States, Americans, like Hamas, enjoys killing babies, right? Yep. Only we're a lot more proficient at it. American, like Hamas, likes cutting off body parts of young children while they're alive. You know what I'm talking about there. America looks the other way as aliens walk freely across our borders and they kill Americans. Americans ignore children trafficked for their sexual pleasure. We're talking about all the rapes that are happening, right? These, these children are raped over and over and over again on a daily basis. America, True. Like, like the other ones, take hostages, a.k.a. the J6ers, right? Yep. And uh, they trespass on our property. So... What I was thinking is there's a, there's a relationship between 9-11, what's happened in Israel, they say, and 9-11, what happened in the United States earlier. So if what's happening in Israel is a 9-11, and what I just said to you is true, 
are we not also going through a 9-11? And if so, would it not be the job of the pastor this coming Sunday to tear that sermon up, get a whistle out, blow it, take a time out, and start talking about what his congregation is going to do to stop the 9-11 that's continuing to happen in America? I tried to make that as short as I could. Well, you, you, you hit that right on the head, uh, brother. You did. Uh, uh, when we have Bible studies, we always do an hour of what I call Christian worldview news. We cover the issues happening in the world in our country. Pastors don't do that, though. They don't do that. That's not popular. I'm never invited to speak at other churches. I never, I never am. And I've been radio th- almost 31 years. And pastors agree with what I'm saying, but they won't invite me to the churches because it upsets your congregation to talk about what's happening in the world and tell them what's coming down on this nation and the world itself. They don't want to hear it. They want to hear the little sermonettes about David and Lion Den. That's all great. That's wonderful. That's great in its place. But the pastor's job is to educate the, the, his flock on what's coming in the world so they prepare for what's coming, prepare themselves and families and their neighbors and, and be ready for what's coming because it is coming. America's judgment is going to be very harsh one day. And the church is not ready. They're going, they're going to uh, capitulate to it. And then from there, who knows what? And we need to bring the missionaries back home, by the way, because Amen. there's a need for conversion. It's in the USA. Yeah. Amen. Pastor Butch, I love you. It's hard to believe you're a pastor. I'll <laughs> <laughs> say that. <laughs> so, well, anyone else have any comments? Oh, anyone else have any comments or questions? Like the newspaper, Rob. Robert, your newspaper is phenomenal. Well, Your newspaper is phenomenal. Once you know that. So thank thanks for having me on today. Oh yeah. You're you're welcome anytime. And I am gonna take you up on your offer to be on your show again, but I just gotta get caught up on on a few things. So, okay. So anyone else in our audience have any questions? All right. Well, I got a question and anyone can answer it. How long do you think it's going to be before war comes to the U.S.? I mean, I mean, hot war. We we've got the the southern and southern border open. We got enemies on both both sides. We got enemies inside. Um, those free cell phones. All they need is is you know they recently did the cell phone test. All they need to do is is buzz those cell phones and and say it's time. How long do you think it's going to be? Are we talking civil war? Say, are you talking a civil war? Or are you talking about invasion? Civil, civil war, yes. Civil talking war, about, civil I'm war. talking about overall chaos because I really don't think that uh, the communists can risk an election next year. Yeah. So something hot has to happen. I, I hate to be doom and gloom on you all, but... We'll go to civil war first. And then we'll be attacked from the outside. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna pull ourselves into a civil war into the that'll actually start in the middle of this country and work its way back to those coastlines, right? Because we're surrounded. If you look at just the the way the country sets up, you talk about New York, talk about California, you talk about uh, you know uh, Oregon and Washington. Uh, it, it's it's gonna ha- as far as the the inside of this country has got to, to protect itself and then work its way back out if it's going to happen at all. And you're absolutely, what? you know, the interesting part will be what, whether the infiltration of all of these illegal aliens really turns out to be something that the Democrats really want. They obviously think that they are helping themselves on a vote perspective. But if you really look at a lot of those people that have come across this border illegally over the last just say even the last 20 years. Um, I lived in Chicago for 22 years. I can tell you that the the Mexican community, for the most part, were all solid conservatives. It actually bit them in the hinder by actually allowing them to come across the border. I know that may not be so uh, accurate now based on how many other countries are coming in here and certainly the recruitment of bad badness coming across that, that line now. Um, but I still think that we are by majority still there. So, well, we got a thousand illegals uh, sleeping at Air, O'Hare Airport in Chicago now. Yep. Um, yeah. Last Wednesday night, um, there were thousands of illegals in Times Square. Uh, 
openly calling for for mayhem in in New York City. So, and the mayor in New, mayor in New York warned the citizens oh. to be vigilant and watch out for something to happen. I see a false flag coming pretty soon, at least yeah. at the very least. Yeah, they all division and polarization, and they're doing it very well. Yeah. So, yeah. well, folks, we are out of time here. I can't believe the hour flew by that fast, but there's the beep. So we got to go. You can find Pastor Butch at pastorbutch.com. And if you want to get in touch with Michael, send an email to me and I'll forward it to him. How's that? Does that work? That works great. Okay. So my email is rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. And um, anything you need, I'll help you out. Dr. Mike is going to be hosting the show for the next uh, couple of weeks. I'll be back in November. We got Aaron Siri coming in coming in and um, um, also somebody who uh, who needs to be anonymous because of uh, possible repercussions, but he is living and he is on the ground in Lahaina, uh, Maui, Hawaii. It's coming up uh, when you see me again. So God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank for you, Robert. Here. Yep. Thank you very Thanks. much. Bye-bye.